Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 5 tonight. Genesis chapter 5. While you're turning there, I'm going to read a verse from the New Testament that really connects to what we're going to be looking at tonight. So while you're turning there, I'm going to read from Colossians 1.10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. A head of a missionary society once asked, should your Christianity be exported? What would, another, what would another country look like if the only site of Christianity they had was your walk with God? How do you think that would impact that country? In a time of Christian television with weirdness, um, waving of coats, people falling on the floor, carrying on, um, people ziplining onto a stage and calling it a stage, okay, for a reason, because it's for entertainment, a time of weak preaching, a time of a shallow view of God, when people who want to conform their life to the word of God are mocked, I present to you Enoch. We'll be in Genesis 5, 21 through 24. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. The title of our study tonight will be, He Walked with God. After Enoch begat Methuselah, he began to walk with God. That's what we read in verse 22. If you've ever had a child here tonight, you know that having a child changes your life dramatically. When you become a parent, it's different than when you get married. That's a major moment, and it's important. But when a person is completely reliant upon you in this world, it's a very big deal. You don't even realize it at times. Your priorities are changing. The things that were important are changing. You realize that you do not have the wisdom that you thought you had. When you're raising your voice and you're slamming things down because things aren't going your way and life's harder now and me time has shrunk, things change. You realize you need God. And so we read Enoch began to walk with God. There may be some here who have known the Lord for 10, 20, 40, maybe even 60 years. However, we see in verse 22 that Enoch walked with God for 300 years. 
I want you to think about that for a second. That's not three decades. That's three centuries. He walked with God. Dear ones, it's one thing to know the Lord. It's quite another to walk with him. When you enter your home, you close the door, but you don't just stand inside the door when you close the door. No, you make yourself at home. You enter in, you're glad to be there after a hard day of work, after a hard day of yard work, uh, 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 maybe a long time out shopping. You're comfortable, you know where everything is. Are we this familiar with God? We shouldn't stop at the inside of the door of our relationship with God. That's not why he called us. He called us to his kingdom and glory for a walk. A walk in the Bible is talking about a life. It's talking about your everyday life and the decisions you make and the things you do. That's the first step, coming to know God. That's, that's the entering in. The world needs to see a walk with God. They need to see a fresh demonstration of the Christian life. And Enoch was continually seeking to know God in a greater way. Like an athlete seeking the prize with single-minded determination. An athlete will get up early and train. He'll change what he eats. He'll, he'll change the way that he does certain things. He'll be very careful that he stretches. His whole life is focused on winning the prize. And that's what the Christian life is to be. We're to be like an athlete training, so to speak in our time in the word, in, in our interaction with others, seeking to prize, seeking to, to have a walk with God. He walked in obedience. Think of the effect that his testimony had on his family. As we read in Genesis 6-9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Surely Enoch's son Methuselah spoke to Lamech, his son, who spoke to Noah, his son, of Enoch's intense desire to walk in obedience to God. Surely God used this to encourage Noah in the building of the ark. While people laughed at him and, and mocked him and, oh, you got to be kidding me, the earth's going to be flooded. Ha! Huh. What a fool. And then the flood came. And the godly were rescued, and the other godly, ungodly were swept away. According to 2 Peter 2.5, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That verse tells of a flood coming on an ungodly world. Another interesting parallel between these two men that walked with God is that they preached the judgment of God. Jude 14 and 15, as there's only one uh, chapter in Jude. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. If you weren't counting, I was. He said ungodly four times. You have to realize you're ungodly before you, you can become a Christian. You have to realize you're a sinner before you can be saved. When I started off at the beginning talking about should our Christianity be exported, 
there's a lot of Christianity being exported where there's no mention of these things. I know it's not going to win you a popularity contest, but guess what? Noah got in the ark. <laughs> Noah was saved. The rest of the world mocked him and mocked God because they mocked God's man. I'm sure Noah wasn't nasty about it. I'm sure Enoch wasn't nasty about it. It's a hard message, but it is part of the message. It's not all of the message, but it is part of a message. There is a real judgment coming. There's a God who's going to judge everybody. And he's serious. It's not a game. And it, it's not, I filled out the card. I prayed the prayer. He's talked about repentance and faith. He, it's a life that follows. There's going to be many in that day that say, Lord, Lord. The Lord himself said many. And he said, I never knew you. That, that, that should bother us when we see our neighbors. Listen, if preaching of the judgment of God and hearing the words ungodly make you uncomfortable, examine yourself. The Bible says that. We should examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. I thank God somebody had the guts to preach the truth, that I got to hear it. I thank God. Yes, he is a God of judgment. However, he is also a God of love, and I thank him for that. He's a God of great mercy. Enoch loved this great God that he came to understand loved him. Enoch loved God. 1 John 4.19 reads, We love him because he first loved us. Dear ones, we can more clearly see this love in detail when we think on the Lord Jesus Christ dying at Calvary. When we meditate on what he did on that cross, when we meditate on that perfect life, when we think about the punishment he took in our place, there is an appreciation that comes. There is a love that comes that cannot be conjured up. You cannot get up here and stand and talk about how excited you are about God and put on some fake, phony smile if you're not pursuing God. It's not real and people see right through it. People know what the real thing is. They do, and they definitely do. The cross is where judgment and love meet. God poured out his full wrath on the Lamb the sinless lamb. I have a greater respect for God's judgment when I think of his son taking it for me. I don't think it's ugly like a lot of people do because he did that for me. And I get to share that he did that for me. I know I can't make anybody believe that. None of us can make anybody believe that. But we can tell them about it in love. The Bible says speak the truth in love. This is how God can be just and the justifier of them that believe in Jesus. He's just in punishing sin, and he's the justifier in Christ, fulfilling what we could not on that cross, dying in our place. We're declared righteous because he died for that, and he was risen again. That was God's approval. It is finished. To think on that is to want to know him more, to want to honor him with the life he has given me. Communication must be unhindered. He must have the preeminence. We're told by James, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. How do we do this? Well, all of us, even when we become a Christian, we're still saints that sin. We have to deal with the sin in our life. 
Psalm 66.18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. We have to deal with the sin. If we don't deal with it, it, it grows more and more. And before you know it, we become blind to it. We don't even know it's there. I thank God for friends who got the guts to tell me, Hey, brother, think about this. Look at that. Did you really need to say that that way? That's helping me. That's helping me stay close to Christ. That's fellowship. 1 John 1.9, this is a promise. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is how we exercise our faith, diligently pursuing him. Hebrews chapter 11. We see Enoch once again. He's not just in the Old Testament. He's mentioned a couple times in the New Testament. As we're turning there, we think about walking with God. It doesn't tell us a lot about Enoch's walk with God, but we do have the rest of the Bible, and we can look at a walk with God in the lives of others, and we can see how others walk with God, and we can enlarge our view and get a better perspective of this when we look at people like David, panting after God. You see a deer near the water? It needs the water to survive. That's what he's saying about God. Job your word is more to me than my necessary food. It's a pursuit. Uh, there was a book, it's a, The Pursuit of Holiness. It's to love God. God is not just separate, like, you know, we're, we're called to be separate. He is completely set apart. He's totally different. He, there's nothing and no one like him. And when we try to make him like people and like ourselves, we're doing a disservice to God. Hebrews 11.6 but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, we see faith must be exercised. We see God's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Walking with God pleases God. If you Look back one verse, there's Enoch. It's interesting. It says, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God had translated him, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That's not a bad testimony, is it? That wouldn't be bad on your headstone. Your name there, pleased God. I'd say that's pretty good. So what does it look like to please God? What does this look like? We're going to take a look at that in a moment, but first, think of this. This was kind of like a, kind of like a rapture. He was taken up. That might happen to, uh, to us sometime soon. I wonder if the rapture was to take place, and I'm not saying the Bible says this, but if the rapture was to take place and he was only to take up those who, who pleased him, right, what would that look like? I know it makes me want to pursue him more just thinking about something like that. But thank God it's not dependent upon that. Enoch didn't experience death. Back in Genesis 5.24, it tells us God took him. 
We see here, Enoch pleased God. I looked up uh, to please. It's to gratify entirely. It's complete pleasure or satisfaction. When I hear that, I think of only one person. I think of Jesus Christ. He had a walk that pleased God the Father. He got taken up. So we're going to, like I said, look at some people and some places in the Bible where it says this pleased God. Uh, 1 Kings 3, 9 and 10. 1 Kings 3, 9 and 10. I heard a preacher once um, say when he was listening to the, the pages turn in, uh, that's Baptist air conditioning. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. 1 Kings 3, 9 and 10. This is Solomon's prayer. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Isn't that interesting? He wanted an understanding heart that he could judge God's people to discern between good and bad, and this pleased the Lord. It pleases God when we realize we need him. It pleases God when we seek him. This is exactly what Solomon's doing here. He's asking for God's help. He's showing his dependence. He's showing that this undertaking of being a king is much bigger than him, kind of like when somebody becomes a parent, like Enoch. This is bigger than you. <laughs> We've all come into a place like that, maybe at the job, maybe a difficulty comes into the family. That's where God helps us to see where we really are spiritually. Some here are young. Some here are more advanced in years. We're all going to go through difficulty. Some, of, some here have never gone through anything real, real hard. And I can tell you from experience, that's when you realize you're not as spiritual as you think you are. And you need God that much more. And I think Solomon realized just from watching the life of David and watching how God worked in his life and watching the wisdom and, and the decision and the guidance of God and the protection and the provision, he realized, I need you, God, to lead me like you led my dad. We see in Isaiah 53... Some have called this the gospel of Isaiah because there's such a clear portrait of the Lord Jesus. Isaiah 53 and verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. It pleased the Lord, God the Father, to bruise Jesus Christ. It pleased him to do that on our behalf. Can you believe that? You know how much he loves his son? Infinitely more than he loves this world. God loves his son unlike anything else, and he has that love for those who believe. Is that not encouraging? The love he has for us? He sees Christ when he sees his child. His righteousness, my sin, 
he who became who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amazing that this God loves us that much. What pleases God? Matthew 3:17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That's at the baptism of Jesus. God the Father is well pleased in Jesus Christ. Do you see why God's will for our life is to be conformed to the image of his Son? He wants the world to see his Son through us. Matthew 17 and verse 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So God here, after telling us at the transfiguration that he's well pleased in Christ, tells us, hear him. What? Listen to what he has to say. And I think Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's how we prove our love for him. We ought to be excited about God. We ought to be thrilled about God. But our obedience shows him to people. Our walking in his will and his way allows for people to see the Son of God in us. God the Father is eternally pleased with Christ. Enoch knew what the hymn writer penned centuries later. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It's not a complicated thing, but it is a high calling. This walk with God, I am certain, costed Enoch something. It costed every apostle something, I think, except John in terms of life. It may cost us friends, but I have never ever heard anyone that I've met say they've regretted that they walked with God. Never. In fact, I've heard and heard others tell me of how people when they were getting ready to die, talking about all the things they could have done for God and all the things they regret they didn't do and how they wish they would have, and, and fill in the blank. We could go on and on and on. Here's the beautiful thing of it. We have today and we have tomorrow. We can walk with him. We can trust him and obey like the hymn writer said. I'm going to end with one more verse. I think it's 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3:18. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. As we spend time gazing on Jesus, dwelling on who he is, Rejoicing in his goodness. 
taking time in prayer, not just making supplications, but actually praising him and just enjoying him. It's okay to have a time in prayer where you just thank and praise God for his goodness. I'm telling you, it does us all good. Some of the sweetest times we can have with God is just praising him and thanking him. In fact, we're told to do that in Psalm 100. That's how we ought to enter into his gates and in his courts. Let's thank him now. Father, we thank you so much for your dear son. Your whole book points to him, and I'm so thankful because he's the center of heaven. He's the meaning of life. He's the glory in the tabernacle. He's the lover of my soul. He's the sweet singer of Israel. Lord, you're the suffering servant. You're the king of kings and lord of lords. You're the alpha and the omega. You're the one who's coming again. You're the one who's going to judge the world in righteousness. You're the one who's going to bring all your children home to praise you and glorify you forever. You're going to bring us with you. We're not only going to be with you, but we're going to be like you. And we're going to see you as you are. And I thank you so much for that. God, increase our walk with you. Help us to see those things that we have a hard time seeing. Holy Spirit, that you would give us a more clear view of the Son of God so that we would be more like him, so that we can praise you for seeing that in each other's lives, that you're working in that way. And we'll thank you for that. Lord, we love you and, and praise you. And th thank you also for uh, a pastor uh, that's on his way here and uh, for, the, for the faithfulness of your people to just continue to, to walk in your ways. And I pray you'd help us to continue to serve you with joy and with gladness. I pray you'd give wisdom to our pastor as he has to share some things in Florida. And I pray you'd comfort those people. We know what it's like to go through uh, the difficulty. And you would comfort them and help them as, as you did here. Help them to trust you. I know that's what a lot of us have learned here. And I thank you for that, Lord. We love you. We just pray your face would shine upon us as we go our own ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.